Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. 205 DGS, happy Friday. Sue at 2. Sue Thomas is here from down the hall. Hi. Is this in your wheelhouse? Well, oh, yeah. oh, Billy Squire? Billy Squire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was all good until that weird video. One video. <laughs> Brother put on a pink tank top <laughs> and yes. crawled on the floor, and everyone's like, what the, what? What? <laughs> and then it, that really did. Yeah, that, was that was the it. end. That was it. Yeah. Gen Z calls that getting the ick. <laughs> it, it, getting you, the yeah, ick? Yeah, someone he, gives you the ick when he they- He gave it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, who, whose idea that was? I, don't know. I, I, I hope they. He danced like it was Paul Lind on New Year's or something. <laughs> <laughs> he defined horrifyingly accurate. Cool in 1981. <laughs> yes, like that was the that was that was the summer I got pretty. Uh, that was my summer where I met uh, our our buddy Ethan's uncle Eric Brokaw. He was popular. He had a 1967 black fastback Mustang. Ooh. We'd go cruising around McDonald's. We would go to the uh, drive-in. And I would pretend to drink beer, and we would play Billy Squire, this album, and and my hair was bleach blonde working at the uh, at the farm, and I, I was for, tan. Yeah, it's your farm years. Yeah. Yeah. Tan. Yeah. Tan and with hair. That's right. Yeah. Right. Oh, the good days. I am watching that video right now. Holy crap. Right? See it's I, Richard right? Simmons. There you go. He's doing a Richard Simmons routine. Pretty much. I w- I'm sure he's been asked about that. I would love to hear what Billy has to say about it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> there was no one cooler than him before that video. Oh, man. That's the end, though, right? That was it? Yeah. I mean, he ended up, uh, like, he played played or plays in Ringo's band. Um, but that was the end of him being like Billy Squire. Mm, man. Amazing how fast it can go. Yeah. What year was that, Kevin? Does it oh, say? Oh, crap. I just closed guess. the window. I'm going to guess it's 84. That's a good guess. Let's see here. He only lasted four years? Speaking of, yeah, he had a short window. I saw a TikTok last night, and it was if you were born in this year, mm. here's how old you'll be in 2050. Ugh. So I'm like, oh, okay, I, I want to see that. Why would you? The do that? oldest it went was born in 1995. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you trying to say? What do you like? Anyone born think, before that, like, don't even worry about it. I think that's what they are trying You're to say. You're already too old. So. <laughs> that is correct. Forget about it. Oh, no. <laughs> you may or may it was not. 1984, make it. by the way. Oh, hey, look at that. Nice job. Do you guys think much about that? Do you ever do you do much of that? Like, in 2050, or if I live to be 100, it'll blah blah blah. No, I do not. Andrew, you're young. No, I'm not gonna make it that uh-uh. long. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, you kind of have to keep drinking Panera charged lemonade. <laughs> yeah. before, I thought I was going to die from lemonade last night. I'm not over here like, well, when well, I'm, I'm 700. Yeah. 
You gotta not drink that stuff. That's not good. Yeah, I think it might be uh, wise for me. I, I might, I might kick the habit for a couple of uh, weeks here. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, the whole world seems to need a ruling on this. I can't believe this is such a controversy, and it comes up a couple times a year, and it just came up with a viral video where this woman is on an airplane and she is reclining her seat, and the people behind her are shoving on it. And she goes, hey, you're crazy. I have a right to recline my seat. And they're like, you're being rude. And then I read the article, and they had experts, like travel experts. And and most of them said, it's rude to recline your seat unless you're in first class and has more room. To which my very obvious, simple question is, why do you make them recline them? Yeah. I'm with you. There's a really quick fix to that. I don't recline my seat when I'm on the flight. I don't really feel the need to. But if the seat can recline, then that's within your rights to do. hundred percent. Yeah, it's not rude to do it if it's made to do it that and way. And if your seat that you're giving us, and it reclines, and if that makes the person behind me uncomfortable, then put in less seats. Make Give a them. little yeah. less Make money. more room, yep. They're never going to do that. I, mm-hmm. I'm a recline, recline, recline a little bit, but it, when, when people take it all the way, I'm not sure that's necessary. But you're right. If they're built to do that, then you're allowed to do it. I mean, unless the airlines come out and say, "Hey, uh, don't don't recline your seats anymore," like, and they make that the rule. Well, all right, well then it's a rule. I mean, but there are a lot of things that people do on flights that I could argue are way more rude than that. Oh yeah. I mean, letting your kids play on the phone with the volume up. Oh. You know, watching. I've seen people watching movies without headphones, just watching. I have. That's, that's way more rude. What is the matter with you? Yeah. Uh, I just saw an article where a astrophysicist in his spare time has come up with I think they're calling it the Stefan method of how to board and uh, a plane and to, to disembark the plane because we've all been through that cluster yes and it's not as simple as start in the back and it's not as simple as start with the window seats it's really complicated but it's basically like first person on is at the window seat in the very back oh and then the next person on is at the window seat two rows up oh my god and the reason is so that you don't have to wait for someone to put their stuff in the right. overhead right and evidently the airlines are looking at this to adopt it to do it. Well, how? so Southwest can't possibly do it. Right. I think Southwest ruined everything. I used to be such a big fan of them and the whole, like, it's peanuts and sit where you want. But, man, it is stressful. Just, I would much rather, I would rather have an assigned seat that's the worst seat on the plane than the stress of, am I in A1 or am I in D4 and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> See, I totally disagree. I'd rather roll the dice Get there and then uh, see if I can get something good. Are you, are you are you concerned with it? Are you competitive about it? Well, I do. Okay, well, I do set an alarm uh, on my to phone in. to check in. Yeah, my wife does the same Is thing. It, she? Yeah. Okay, good. I would never do that. Forget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and even when I do that, I'm in the B group. But uh, I still like that better than, you know, you know going on. We got A44 last time. It was great. It, oh. It's so that they can make you spend 40 bucks a ticket extra to get in the A. Right. You can, right you can get that. it, but it's random. Right. If there are 50 people that paid for it, then you're not you know going to be else? an A. This yeah. is probably wrong of me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I hate the pre-board where... <sighs> 
People with families and those who aren't particularly yes. agile. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. If you're in a wheelchair or crutches or a cast or something like that, okay. But when you just go strolling on and you haven't paid extra because you have something going on, like I'm a big enough jerk that I'm like, what's your thing? <laughs> Dave standing at the gate. Yeah. Like, you. What, You're not limping. What's your thing? Like, you you look like you could take me in a fair fight. Why, why are you getting on before I get on? How do they determine that? Can you just say I have issues and then I they'll let you on? I don't know they have to have a doctor's note or something like that. I Interesting. I do think it's a good idea for families with, like, multiple kids. Mm-hmm. Because they take a long time to get settled. I mean, you, by just by nature of... Carrying crap and putting kid there and getting their stuff out that's going to keep them from See, crying. I never did it when my even when my like when Nick was ten and Phoebe was a baby. It, it it's my whole. My dad was the kind, and I think most dads from from my generation were like this. Don't make Jack Glover ask for ketchup twice <laughs> because there's going to be hell to pay. And so I am overly. Golden retriever, people pleasing, right? You know, so I just I couldn't take that kind of stress of like, hey, I'm getting on way before you guys because I have a baby. I would just wait my turn. I will say sometimes though, I like better when you're on another airline and you do have your set seat because then you don't have to go on early if you don't want to. Well, I I get it. You know, like because there's something about just being stuck in there while you know 150 other people are boarding. But those those. People charge you more, don't they, for luggage? That's the kind oh, yeah, where you, yeah, and, and yeah. that makes me yeah. nuts. So I would rather uh, go ahead and risk the seat group and not pay for luggage. Yeah. You ever been through this one? Uh, it's it's like extra if your bag is like 50 pounds or more. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it is. And so now you're uh-huh. in the airport opening your bags and putting this pair of shoes <laughs> into this one and trying to even it out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always Wait. like, just pay it. Just pay it. I was going to yep, say, just me. pay it. I'm the same thing. I just pay it. I don't give a crap. I'm not sitting there opening my bag in the middle of all that with everybody uh-uh. standing around. It's not worth the whatever the $25. Of it. But that is kind of a crap thing, though, right? It is. Like, I can understand having to pay for your second or third or fourth checked bag. Every You should always get one. I agree. It's like, here's a sandwich, but no bread. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, like, that's part of the going, you know? Maybe give me a discount if I, I don't check a bag. How about is, that? This is probably self-serving because I almost never take a bag big enough to check. Yeah, me neither. But what if men? What if you <laughs> couldn't take anything on the plane that doesn't fit under your under your seat? And everything else you have to check. I'm good. Yeah, I can on fit and everything. Off the plane would be so much easier. Oh yeah. my gosh, you'd have a plane full of men. Yeah, I I have one. I, I just use this giant. I saw that movie once. <laughs> Did yeah. you? Did you? I just have one giant like backpack, and it can expand, and I can tighten it and make it smaller. But it fits even full. It fits in the overhead. Here's and everything I need is in it. Here's how oh. people pleasing and weirdly rule following I am. I'll get stressed out about someone else's bag. Like when we're in line, I'm like, that's not going to fit. They're going to have to check yeah, that. That's yes. not going to fit in the overhead. Yes, <laughs> yes. I understand this. And it couldn't mean less to me, but I'm like, oh, brother, you're in for it. You remember the story <laughs> of the woman who, uh, I, it made national news, or at least it made, you know, alternative national news, who sat in a seat on the airplane and had long hair and put it over the I seat. I did see that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that that it, it, with or without the recline, come on. You, you can't do that. Not good. I've told the story before, but my very first class, my very first day at WashU Law, 
I was convinced that they had made a mistake of letting me in. Like it, like they had gotten the numbers reversed. And so (laughs) I'm already really, really like painfully pathologically insecure about it. And then this isn't the story, but this happened. Uh, an employee of some type, this lady came in and before the professor and said, oh, I need your attention. And I literally gathered my books. I thought she was going to go, Jeez, could Dave. Dave Glover come down because we've made a terrible mistake. So anyway, I'm sitting there feeling like the dumbest person that's ever gone to law school. And it's in this big giant theater and 200 kids in there. Oh, and the guy in the very front takes his shoe off, takes his sock off, puts it up on the desk and starts scratching in between his toes with his finger. And I'm like, okay, at least I'm not the dumbest <laughs> swamp goat that Hoosier is here. Disgust on the first day. First day. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, first class. Way to make an impression. And, And then my very first professor ever, I loved him, but he had this thing, I don't know if you've ever seen this in people, that and he, you know, he's talking the whole time, and he's from the south, and he's he's really animated. He's talking like this, using his hands. He would have noticeable, perceivable spit on the in the inside edges of his mouth. Yep. the entire time, and I couldn't focus on a thing he's saying. Mm-hmm. I just kept rubbing my mouth. It's like when someone <laughs> someone else has milk throat, uh, yeah, and you're <clears throat> you're clearing your throat. They're uh-huh. like, oh, it'll go down to Washington straight. You tuck a lot. You're just like. <clears throat> Let me clear it for you. <laughs> yeah. Some people you can hear their nose hair when they speak. Shut up. Hey. That Garrison Keeler, I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm annoying the everybody who loves him. Uh, yeah, it, when you listen to that, you can hear his nose hair and it made yeah. me crazy. What does nose hair sound like? We don't work with him anymore, but we used to work with a guy who would take big nose breaths. Into ah, the microphone, that's part of it. And you could hear, like, the whistle through the trees, oh. if you will. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Andrew, that's, but yes. And it was really, really, it. really upsetting. No, no whistle. This is disturbing. <laughs> Tell you guys about Michael's Flooring Outlet. Talked about him pretty much every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade for the last 24 years. Thousands, literally thousands of DGS listeners have been to one of the three locations for Michael's Flooring. uh, Because once you get past me, like once you get past a recommendation and it's just you and Mike or whoever you're dealing with, you see that. and, And I've never been accused of overselling Michael's Flooring. I have been accused of underselling. People have I ran into him at Schnooks or uh, QT or something, and they're like, hey, I use Michael's Flooring. You guys, you don't do that guy justice. Like, they are really, really exceptionally good. They keep it simple. They don't try to impress you. They don't try to 
uh, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors to get you to spend more money on something. It's just, okay, here's what you need. Here's what we think is going to do for you. If you want to spend more money and go to the next level up, you can absolutely do that, but we don't think you need it. That's the way they do business. Uh, end of the year is coming up. Holidays are coming up. If you need to get it in by Thanksgiving, by Christmas, by the end of the year for CapEx expenses, just tell them. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com. Two twenty-two DGS. Happy Friday! You know those feelings that we all get universally, but no one ever talks about. Here's one: anyone who's ever been in an auto accident, uh, after that, this happens. Like last night, I'm driving home down Highway 40, normal traffic, normal everything, and I put on my blinker and I get in the left lane, and then I think, did I check well enough? What if there's a car right there? And that anticipatory feeling you get, like holding your breath, <laughs> yeah, waiting for the crunch, and then it doesn't come. You're like, okay, thank God. But you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. Everyone has that where you just like kind of brace yourself thinking, oh. For I, impact that yes. does not come. Do you get the goosebumps with that? See, I even got them when you were telling that story. That's because I'm such a good storyteller. <laughs> that yeah. must be it. I'm the Garrison Keeler nose you breather of it. KMOX. Uh, your nose hair Minus is much the less. Yes. <laughs> uh, based on this story, I need to get a life. The average person will go to 10 holiday parties a year. Average? What? Yes. No. That's mm. a lie. Now, that includes, like, your family Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's still a lie. That's still only two. I agree. Where are they eight? All right, let's go through this. So, you definitely have, prob- let, let's just say... Two Thanksgivings and two Christmases. Right, right. So, there's four. Okay. Fourth of July. Party, five. Work holiday party, five. Maybe one with friends, six. Where are we getting to ten? I, 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 I got nothing. Yeah. So I'm saying. And, and six might be on the high end. Uh, it, it is. Because not everybody's That's doing two Christmases yeah. uh-huh. and two Thanksgivings yeah. and all that. Man, I don't know. I I don't know what age you, you have to be to where everyone comes to you. Right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, not, my, at, not my age. I'm not at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's coming to me. Uh-huh. But like Nick, uh, you know, his mom and I not been together since he was two, so he has, you know, two sets of families, and now he's living with his girlfriend Bree, has her family. It's just maybe non- that's how stop. Maybe that yeah. is how Yeah, you got divorced. Blended parents. families and yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our family's rule tends to be the ones with the youngest kids get the benefit rule. of the doubt. Right? So like when my brother had his daughter who's now ten for a few years, we just went to their house. Oh, I it's see. It's easier than easier? making the people, the baby yeah. travel and all that. And my sister has a two-year-old now. So typically, we kind of err on that side. Yeah, Although, the older that they get, the more it becomes a mixed bag. But that's kind of how we've always operated. Although, that didn't work for us, Everyone knows, Never worked for us. Speaking of feelings we all know, is you go to, let's say, your wife's family's Thanksgiving. And you, you eat Thanksgiving. Then you go to your parents' Thanksgiving, and they're like, sit down, eat, have yeah. some turkey. Oh. And you're like, maybe <laughs> some pie in a couple hours. They're like, no, I cooked all day. You're like, oh, for the love of God. That uh, has literally mm-hmm. never happened to me once. Not being able to We eat? have never, lived, never, never been in the same state. Oh, okay. Right? My wife's okay. family was always in Chicago. My family was always either going to my brother's place in Atlanta or my parents' place in Michigan or my sister's place in Michigan. So you're never doing both. Let me tell you about my favorite part of Thanksgiving. About 8 p.m., you go in to make the post-Thanksgiving dinner sandwich. Here's what it is. The freshest, whitest bread you can find. Okay? Miracle Whip, Ugh. white meat turkey, 
dressing on top, and then some cranberry sauce on top of that. Smash it down as far as you can. Boom. No. Pass. Pass. I'm going dark meat, no bread, and mashed potatoes with gravy. It's not a sandwich. (laughs) Mashed potatoes with gravy and leftover dark meat. That's what I like. And then maybe a second slice of pumpkin pie. I could meet you in the middle on thighs. Fair. Yeah. 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 Okay. My bread is the stuffing. That goes on the bottom. Turkey on top of that. Mashed potatoes on top of that. Uh Gravy on top of that. Uh Boom. Done. I will never stop thinking of the sentence, my bread is the stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you stopped me in my tracks. Me. Yeah. I'm not sleeping tonight yeah. either. I don't need stuffing and bread because the bread is stuffing. Oh, and that's thanks. what's going to, it's like an open face stuffing bread sandwich. I'm not going to sleep tonight either because I'm going to be staring at my ceiling saying, my bread is the stuffing. What if you ritual. took stuffing <laughs> and you packed it down real hard uh-huh. and then you like fried it or put it oh! in the air fryer? Thus making it solid like bread. So we're like Frankensteining it. We're bringing the bread back to life. Exactly. It's That's been, not a bad it's idea. It's been trapped. It's been chopped up and mushed and all that. And I, Dave, uh-huh. you, might, you might have uh-huh. come up Is with that something. that my moment? Yeah. <laughs> you might have invented something there, like just re-engineered stuffing bread. It, it sounds plausible. Oh, it sounds... It does sound good. No, a little bit of butter in the pan put there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Mm. But you'll need like three times the amount as normal to smash it down and make it a solid. Yeah. Otherwise, it just goes. Yeah, unless you just want to do open face, but do it that way. Because the open face sandwich is highly underrated. Is the open face sandwich a sandwich, though? I mean, it's got bread and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I can't find that kind of genius. (laughs) I know when I've been bested. It's got bread and stuff. (laughs) You really should have gone to law school. Yeah. Objection, Your Honor. It's got bread and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's like not guilty, Your Honor. <laughs> like totally. He like so didn't do it. <laughs> like not even a little bit. The guy that stabbed the guy, so not my guy. <laughs> Wasn't him. <laughs> uh, what time is Chet on today? Three o'clock. Oh man, Chet. Chet is chomping at the bit mm-hmm. to talk about what's going on and all the different trials and stuff. Have you heard the Ivanka stuff yet? Why she no. wants a delay? No. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you after the break. Okay. 233 DGS. Uh, so, okay, here's my here's my theory on the, the Trump trial going on now with the fraud and the kids testifying. Evidently, Eric the Doofus, like, really gave it up yesterday and, you know, did terribly. Uh, Ivanka is clearly the cream of the crop when it comes to the Trumps. <laughs> the right? smart one for sure. For sure. Uh, and she is fighting just like a madman to stay away from the trial. I think it's because she won't lie. Mm. She's too smart for that. And she knows stuff that's going to sink them. That's my pet theory, which I think is more than a theory. I think it just makes legal sense. Otherwise, if you had nothing to say or if everything you're going to say was going to help your case, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. What time you want me? That's the only reason to fight. When you see these guys fighting subpoenas, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they're fighting it because there's something bad about their testimony. If if all these people who've been subpoenaed for January 6th or the, the Biden uh, impeachment or whatever it is, there's no reason to fight testifying if you don't have something to hide. That's just a fact. Now, if you're the defendant, that's different. You don't have to testify against yourself. Right. Okay. So she just filed 
another appeal. And the argument she made, and I'm not making this up. Here's what I don't get. You're rich. You are rich beyond belief. What sort of idiot attorneys are you hiring? Her argument to the judge, why I cannot be in court is, it is an undue hardship on me to be in court in the middle of the school week. And on the weekends, we have soccer. Yeah, because she's got three kids. Are you kidding me? You don't have a husband? Can you imagine an average Joe being subpoenaed to court and saying, I'm sorry, my kids are in school. Yeah, everyone's kids are in school. Everyone here has kids in school. I see why you have this pet theory then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole, I mean, you, you, that's the best you come up with. That's what, but like that. That's what I'm saying. There right? have to be better legal arguments than, well, my kids have school. Guess the legal process can't play out. But you're, first of all, you're worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Hire someone to babysit. You have a husband. Why can't he do it? That's what did the judge say? Did, 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 I think he said in, uh, no. In that situation, <laughs> do judges have to take that? To, you know, how do you handle well, that? Or the, do you... the trial judge, who look, everyone knows I don't like Trump, but I'll be the first to say this judge can't stand him. Yeah, this oh, judge that's not good. Can't stand him. <laughs> uh, it's very clear, and he can't stand his attorneys. I think because they're incredibly annoying and they're not very good. Well, they're also ignoring his instructions for sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> He's saying don't do this, and he, there's like, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. But it's out of his hands now, and it's in an appellate court's hands. Yeah. And I'm I'm quite positive that they're not going to make new law and say, oh, we didn't realize you had kids. You don't have to show up for the subpoena. I mean, wouldn't that be then everybody's of excuse course. that didn't want to show up? Hey, my, it's a school week. Yeah. And then we have soccer on the weekend. Dave, you might re- I mean, <laughs> your pet theory fits with that. And maybe that was the only thing that uh, she could argue that wasn't a lie. I could see Don Jr. or Eric lying. I could see Don Jr. or Eric being stupid and saying the wrong thing. I can't see Ivanka being that dumb to say the wrong thing. And honestly, I can't see her lying because she's too smart and she doesn't want to go to jail for perjury. Interesting. You got. You, I think that's the interesting thing is you do have the access to some really good lawyers. You would think that they would be coming up with better things, or just saying, "No, no, no, don't, don't do that." Right. That's a terrible idea. It's right. going to get smashed. Every single person in the world has kids. You can't be like they're not going to make an exception for you. Yeah. Uh, in Rachel's absence. Andrew, you did the Craigslist prices, right? I did. All right. Let's see how this goes. Ooh. Is this when you're jacked up on bum, 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 Panera bum. lemonade? Yeah. <laughs> you have got to. Some of these are kind of weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> we'll start with a life-size ceramic dog. Artist signed. Uh, life-size ceramic dog measures 8 by 18 by 13. 8. Uh, I need a piece of That's baby. a little dog. It's right. a small dog. Eight yeah, by eight it's by not by a big 13. dog. Uh, no chips, no Thank cracks, you. and no crazing. What's that? I like. I don't the know what that. Yeah, I don't know what that. That's means. the little cracks that happen on things like okay. porcelain and guitars. Oh. Of course, you know that. <laughs> I do. Oh, know wait, weird where things. is this from, uh, Andrew? What uh, uh, it does not. It does oh. not specify what area hmm. this is from, and it doesn't say who the artist is that signed this. Opus. No, it's no. I think it's. I don't think it's like a famous artist. I think it's just a, a dog. It, it's not. The dog um, did it. Twenty dollars. I, I deeply apologize if the person is listening. Fifty. It's not, it's not great looking. Do you say 20? I said 20. 20? 50. 50? 35. Kevin is going to get this one. Should have known it. Doggy. Uh, It is $70. Doggy. And it doesn't look (laughs) worth it. 
No, not at all. It looks like but it's uh, garbage. Signed. It's garbage. No. Signed and it's a dog. Yeah. I mean, it's big, I guess, if you want a big It's not big. big. That's a small dog. Do you remember when we're on 97.1 and Rachel did it and one of her items <laughs> was, <laughs> was a, a big, giant sex toy? Yes, it was. And but she didn't she realize didn't read it. read the whole thing. No. <laughs> she, saw adult, she saw adult toy and yeah. she thought it was like, like a, a toy, toy for, for adults. adults. Oh, I see. Like a, like a G.I. Joe. And she was yeah. reading it and she got down to anatomically correct... <laughs> And then she was like, oh, crap. Well, it, it, you're like, immediately, immediately you went, I don't know if you should read this one. And she goes, no, I got it. I know what I'm doing, Dave. And then she read it and she was like, she she said one point in particular that I cannot uh, even repeat on the yes. air that really gave the game it away. It was really good. Oh, uh, yeah. So Kevin gets that one. Next up, we have a Johnny Depp signed headshot and a Pirates of the Caribbean poster. Oh, uh, I have no transportation, so please text me for the address, and I accept cash only. This is in Baldwin. Oh, I would not have guessed Baldwin. Those are clues. They to are the clues. Money that they'll take. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's how. You, mm, I shouldn't be telling you, but that's how you play this mm-hmm. game. Uh, and I still don't know how much. <laughs> Twenty bucks, Andrew. <sighs> they sound desperate. Yeah. I'm going fifteen. Fifty. Kevin gets it right on the nose. <laughs> Good grief. $50. Did you look at my computer earlier? No. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a Milton Burl certified autograph 1992 Pro Line Kansas City Chiefs autograph card. What? I uh, what? Milton Burl? Yeah, stay with me on this one. Uh, here for sale is a 1992 Pro Line football card autographed by the legendary comedian Milton Burl. He died in 2002. The signature is certified by ProLine and has their certified authentic stamp. This is a difficult card to find. This would make a great gift for that Kansas City Chiefs fan or just Who's Mr. Television. Yeah. It's him. So he is on yeah, the card. Yeah, he's on a Chiefs what? card. He's Why? on the card wearing a... Don't Google these things when I'm saying I, I, them. Look, what, what do you see? Okay, all right, all right. But he's he's wearing a like a Chiefs <laughs> jersey, and it's Milton Berle. He's like smoking a cigar or something. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I, I hate it. I wouldn't it. mind having that. <laughs> I, that's it. Doesn't even make any sense. It makes well, no, I, I, don't I mean, it might have been really valuable like thirty years ago. Right? <laughs> it makes no when sense people at all. still knew who Milton Berle was. I'm gonna go hundred. Oh, I really liked a hundred. Uh, what do you say, Kevin? One fifty. I'm gonna say one seventy five. Dave's going to get this one. Only 75 bucks. Oh, bargain. nice job. It's a bargain for the Milton Burrow autograph. Nice. Uncle Milty. That would have been 175 like 20 years ago. The well, yeah. listing specifies that Great. he was the first major American television star. Huh? Next, we have a vintage Gucci golf ink pen. Gucci golf pen, 1970s rare. Let me know if you see another one. You won't. Can I ask what Gucci golf is? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, it, is a, it is like a, a pen that says Gucci on it. <laughs> And it has a golf ball on top and a golf club as the side clip for the pen. Classy. Mm. Gucci pens That's mostly go for Gucci pens mostly go for hundreds of dollars. This is a little scratched up. If it was perfect, I would charge twice as much. Okay, look at go, all the clues in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go, go Google what up. new ones cost. This is very aggressive. Very. Well, dollars where is it, Andrew? Uh, it does not specify wow, location. Wow, she is judgmental about it. Yeah. <laughs> where you live in St. Louis. You can tell How many times a, you ask people where they went to high school? She's a real estate agent. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I really her, don't. Those are her clues. <laughs> I swear I don't care where you went to high school. <laughs> However. Uh, if you're in Kirkwood. <laughs> 250. I'm going to go Hondo. Um, 
Uh oh, he's doing math. He's doing math. I'm going to give it to Dave to make it competitive. It's 150. So you said 200, you said 100. So you're both you're both equidistant. But Kevin, you already have two points. So I'm going to give it to Dave. Hmm. Hmm. Look how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> he's been with you a long time. Yeah, he yeah, really has. Yeah. Really he's figured he knows who bread's yeah, 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 that's yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. He knows who fries that bacon. <laughs> yeah, Dave bought me lunch today, so Dave gets a point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Smokey the Bear posters. This is a set of four. I don't know the location, uh, but there's four different posters from the early 80s from the Department of Agriculture. So it's basically like... Um, you know, don't walk away from a refuse fire. And mm-hmm. we all know smoke. We got a big smoky. Yeah. I have a confession oh, to make. Oh, oh. I apologize, everyone out there who already finds me so sexy. But when I was a kid, I was afraid of Smokey the Bear. Why was it the hat? It was a, bear. It was a, a talking bear uh-huh. who didn't wear a shirt, but he wore pants, and it threw me off. And his voice was really deep, and he was yelling at me. Yeah, he was scolding you. Were yes. you afraid of Yogi? No, oh. I didn't care for him either. Okay. No, but Yogi wasn't scolding you. Yogi wasn't no, going like, hey. I mean, like. Yogi was just a grifter. <laughs> I didn't, that's why I didn't like him. I really didn't. Like, <laughs> if you would have asked me, I'd been like, oh, okay, it's a cartoon. I get it. Someone's making this stuff up. But I was so offended by what a moochie was. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't like his collar and tie? Wasn't didn't. he the one wearing yes. that? Yeah, and that's yeah. all he's wearing. Which makes him naked. Once you put he on an article, yeah, but once you put on a cl- an article of clothing, if you need to put that's them all true. on, that is true. Okay, so what um, are we paying for the smoky posters? Fifteen dollars. Eight. Oh gosh, twenty. Uh, Dave is going to get this one. They want two hundred fifty dollars. What? <laughs> For Delusion. The, for the very silly Smokey the Bear posters. Delusion. Uh, next up, we have, these are from Clayton. Uh, we have beer cans. Oh, here we go. Look at Sue. We have Clayton. Beer, we have beer cans. <laughs> Vintage Budweiser and Bud Light cans unopened. Pickup only. Cash only. Uh, 217. Oh, that's his phone number. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was a 217 number. Illinois. Yes. Yeah. It had a bunch of numbers. And so I thought it'd be silly to read them. And I'm like, oh, it's a phone number. <laughs> How many cans? Uh, it is about six cans based on the photo I saw. Most of them are Dale Earnhardt, uh, like number eight commemorative cans. And one of them so had like super the super old. No, one of them had like it was like the new style of can that had the shamrock on it. Uh, I don't know what that is. I think that the shamrock's like the four leaf. Well, I know what that is, but why is it on the can? We think because they're probably delusional about what they're worth. That's what I'm thinking. P.S. He just told me what he explained to me what a shamrock was. He said I I said I got a shamrock. He said I don't know what that is. (laughs) Well, I just mean on a can. Is it they're the shamrock ones? What? Okay, fifty dollars. Oh, that's a good guess for Clayton. I'm gonna say delusional Clayton beer collectors. Sixty-five, hundred. You two didn't go delusional enough. Kevin gets it on the nose. It is, they want $100 for six stupid Dale Earnhardt Budweiser cans. <laughs> it better be the one he was drinking when he died. I mean, for $100. Yeah, NASCAR people are gathering outside the building yeah. right now. They're as bad as Swifties, Dave. All right, we got some more posters There's one here. NASCAR guy in Clayton, and we just invented it. Right. This is just from the St. Louis area. A box of vintage posters from the Who 1982 Schlitz beer posters. They are, there's 35 of these posters. Are they all the same? And there's some wear on the, uh, yeah, I think they're all the same. There's some wear on one corner and they're sold as is. This sounds is like something Skip Weber. How many of them? Yeah. 35. So it's 35 
Schlitz beer. What year are they from? 1982. Huh. They should be worth something. I'm saying $300. Wow. Okay, that's a clue. It's not. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. It's not a clue. <laughs> it might have been. A hundred. Fifty. That's why I was saying it wasn't a clue. Sue actually gets it. It's five hundred eighty dollars. Finally, I got nothing. Nothing. Until you now. threw us off. I know. I'm sorry. You I cheated. did. I'm so sorry. Who bought you lunch today? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what? Dave gets another point for buying me lunch. I'm just glad <laughs> Kevin didn't have to say hundo. That's all I'm gonna say there. Uh, this one's actually kind of cool. I would. I would. Better make this the last one. Okay. Wait. 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 Then let me make sure. Andrew's the only uh, producer board out that doesn't look at the clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel's okay. like, to the second, and she's like, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay, this one, just because one line in here made me laugh. Amazing Spider-Man number 41 from Chesterfield. This is the first opinions, appearance of Rhino. It's very rare, and it is in excellent condition, in my opinion. How old? Uh, had to, had, This has to be... It's a while back if it's that 67, first... Yeah, yeah. Oh. 60, 70 years ago. Maybe 60s or 70s. Would you sell that... On, wouldn't you take it to a comic book shop if if it were really valuable? These are the things I think. Well, and I liked the, it's an excellent condition in my opinion. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. So I'm saying it's great. Hmm. 200. 250. 500. Uh, Sue gets it on the nose. Oh. Did oh. oh. Sue win? Dark Horse. Uh, no, no, actually you win. And you bought lunch. You bought. You got the answer. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I won. You did. No, you did actually. You got four. Kevin got three. Sue got two. It's got the two. least winning I've ever felt. <laughs> and one. I protest. We tied. All right. Quick break. Right back. DGS. I feel magic. Two fifty-two. DGS. So speaking of uh, controversies. Killers of the Flower Moon, is that right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Wheels just saw it. It's three hours and 40 minutes or something, and he's like, I love the movie, but oh my God, is it long? And one theater decided on its own to have a 15-minute intermission, and then oh. they got big, big trouble because that's not the way that you do it. You have to have, you know, it's the way Scorsese wants it. That's what he gets. But it's it's created this uh, movement to go back, I swear to God, when I was a kid, Sue, you're close enough to my age. Maybe you remember it, too. I swear almost every movie had an intermission. But maybe really? it's just when we I were don't kids. remember that. I don't remember that. I remember a lot of intermissions. Huh. But it could be just the ones I saw when I was a kid. But people are saying any movie over two hours, you really need to have at least a five or ten minute intermission. I would, that's a bit, I, I don't know, I might make two and a half hours the number on that. Two hours is not very What's long. What's the downside to it? I think it well. First of all, I, to, to, depending on the movie, sometimes it just takes you out of the movie. That's yeah, a good point. It, it right. You're in the, the middle flow. of the story. You're in the world, and then all of a sudden, you're not, and you're getting popcorn at the concession I stand. I went and saw. They called it the Road Show. It was a, I think, seventy millimeter printing of the Hateful Eight, the Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. movie. At Ronnie's, it was a lot of fun. But when he was making that movie, and he did put extra stuff in it, like some stuff that didn't make it into the regular theatrical. But when he was making that movie, he made it with. An intermission in mind. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You can watch it all the way through, but you can do an intermission here, and it works." So there was an intermission, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but I think most movies nowadays are just not like to Kevin's point about it taking you out of the movie. They're just not made to have everybody take a twenty-minute break and get up and go stretch their legs and go chat with each other and whatever, and yeah. then come back to it and expect to be drawn okay. back in in the same way. So I love film noir. I think you do too. I do like a little bit. Do you think that? Movies today are more 
demanding and complicated maybe than movies were in the 40s and 50s? Probably. You watch more of that or have than I do. But uh, they definitely are if you watch something in the 40s. Now, maybe The Thin you Man. You could take a break. Yeah, yeah. you could take a you break take and a it break. would not be the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, and some of them had comedy and I'm like, I was thinking about The Thin Man and that would be okay. But uh, I get it. But three hours and 40, that's crazy. It is. And, and like, I, there's no, I can only think of Who one. Who can even hold their pee that long? I, mm-hmm. Nobody. You go. You just go. But in, in, And the problem with that movie is... Because there's not like building to like this big action crescendo. Oh, there isn't. Well, I mean, it's it's not like a Marvel movie. You know, it's a it's a constant slow burn. There's a lot. There's always something happening, and it's all conversation. So if you miss something, you're not just missing a fight scene, right? You're yeah. missing something that could be uh, important later. to the point. Yeah. And it wasn't like, but you know what? Like for me, I, I went to the bathroom. I was gone for maybe a minute and a half. Like the bathroom was literally right outside your thing. I don't. I didn't think I missed much of anything, but there were some older people in there that were gone for a little while when they left. Mm. And I think, well, how long was the right stuff? About right. three, three, three and a half. There was yeah. an intermission in that. And when I when I saw that as a kid, I thought that was like that was did not ruin anything. But I was also a kid, so yeah, not much, not hard for your brain to get turned back on when you're I in need the to kitchen. Watch that again. It's so good. It's so good. And that, by the way, th- this is part of the problem that movie theaters have that sporting events have right now. College football is getting kicked in the face on this and has been for years. It's starting to happen to the other pro sports too, is the, t- the, the at-home TV version of seeing a movie, of watching an event is so much better than it used to be. That's really true. Yeah. And you can pause, even your sporting event, pause what, what a, to go to the bathroom to get food, what whatever. An obvious point, but yeah. I hadn't really mm-hmm. thought about it. Mm-hmm. Back when I lived with my mom and dad and they had the 18-inch Magnavox. Yeah. And now I've got like an 80-inch curved television. You're, yeah, you're looking at a flat screen <laughs> HD, the same kind of sound system that they got in the theater. I think that for those kinds of movies, and this is the what was it? Was it Scorsese that was complaining about it? Uh, about not everything needs to be a yeah. Marvel movie. Well, you know what? It kind of does to justify mm-hmm. going to the movies and spending the money and having the inconvenience. Yeah. I would I would have enjoyed Killers of a Flower Moon every bit as much at home. On my TV, that uh, that fair. that eighty inch curved TV I referenced in my bathroom. Oh, look at you! <laughs> That's right. That's the it's the shower curtain. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. What could go wrong? Tell you guys about R and R sanitation. Um, just had a friend reach out and going to use them for uh, a corporate event. Uh, they are just so no one ex- no one expects to need a porta potty. There you go. That should be like their their you know slug line. Uh, but no one expects to have to get a porta potty. No one definitely expects to have to get a hundred porta potties. But every now and then you find yourself in the position like Phoebe's mom and I did this summer with her graduation party. Maybe you get put in charge of your thirtieth high school reunion party or a family reunion or maybe you're in the business, you know, you're in the event business. These guys are great. They're family owned and operated. They're really super nice. Very cool people. They will accommodate uh, whether you need one porta potty or a hundred. If you need a VIP restroom trailer for a wedding or a nice corporate event, something like that. They're very, very nice. I can vouch. I've used them. Roll off dumpsters. I think these are the star of what we do just because it's so great to thin out your, your garage or your attic, your basement and then someone just takes it away you don't have to worry about it anymore we service the the st louis the metro east lake of the ozarks jefferson city columbia missouri rnr portabletoilets.com it's tom
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.